You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 22 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the third season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. Today, we're going to talk about inspiring yourself. One of the questions that I get asked all the time is, who is my inspiration? Who inspires me? What keeps me motivated? And what keeps me going? And I'm always questioning the answer to that. I'm always like, well, really no one. Is there someone? And I always think like, why doesn't anyone, you know, jump off the tip of my tongue? And I think it's, you know, where you are and what phase of your life. I'm recording this podcast in upstate New York. I'm at my sister's house. I'm one of five, the youngest of five in my adopted family. And my sister is the middle child. I was teaching a workshop in New York City and I decided to hold a workshop at her home for the first time ever. So tomorrow I will be teaching a workshop in her home on the porch and then I will be visiting with my father before I fly back to the West. My sister is an early riser and she says that she goes to bed very early at about 8, 8 p.m. and gets up at 4.30 a.m. But we ended up chatting a little bit past her bedtime. And in chatting with her, we were talking about the podcast and the topics and the message that I wanted to come across. Now, some podcasts I will plan ahead of time and write show notes and have a specific topic. And if we're going to interview someone, that'll be planned ahead of time. But sometimes I'm waiting waiting for the inspiration or the moment or the idea or the motivation or the message or something to literally knock me over in the head and say, Anna, this is what you need to talk about. And sometimes I feel like I just don't have it. And today was one of those days and talking with my sister, I was like, I I don't know what my message was going to be for this podcast. And we were, we talked about quite a few different things and I ended up with the topic, inspiring yourself. Now, my sister is not on social media. She teaches Spanish to high schoolers. And so her day job is teaching our youngest generation in a foreign language. She's also a mother of two, and she's a very big health advocate for herself and obviously for her family and is known for hiking and climbing mountains and being gone for 23, 24, 25 hours at a time hiking something I can't even conceive of doing. She's in the best shape of her life and is a huge role model to me because I love her candor and her humor and the fact that she can live a life not on social media. She doesn't go on Facebook. She doesn't even listen to podcasts. So she even said, and I won't hear this podcast. I asked her if I sent her a recording, if she would listen to it. And she said, yes. And you may think here we are in 2022. Are there people who don't listen to podcasts? Yes, actually many. Are there people who are not on social media? How how can they live an inspiring life? How can they be motivated? How can they not know what everyone's doing in every waking moment? How can they live that kind of a life? Believe it or not, There are quite a few people that, not necessarily off the grid, but there are quite a few people in this world that can live an amazing life 
and not tell you about it every single second on social media. Hard to believe, huh? People want to know, how do I stay inspired? And I remember years ago in my 20s, I was a huge Oprah fan. I still am. I actually Googled to find out how old she was the other day. And I am shocked that she's 68 years of age because I think she looks phenomenal. But I was a huge advocate of who she is, her message, and watched every single Oprah show, probably more than once or twice. And I remember when she was on every day, you know, anxiously awaiting her shows. And when she went to the own network, I was always struggling to find, you know, her shows to watch, but I've tried to watch them as much as I can. And she was definitely, she is definitely a motivating voice that I care to listen to. Now I listen to podcasts from time to time, not a lot, but from time to time, I read books. I love movies and I love spending time alone. I think I've mentioned that more than once. And I think that inspiration, many times we have to inspire ourselves, but how do we do that? You're going to say, Anna, how do I have time to listen to podcasts and read and watch movies and get inspired? And I'm raising children and trying to grow my photography and I need to know baby angles because I'm a newborn photographer. And so I teach photography and I run a photography business. And whether you're in photography or or not, whatever business you're in. And I do try to, you know, have my podcast relate to people besides photographers. I think if you're a human being, you need to find a way to inspire yourself, right? Right. Some days we wake up ready to go. We hit the gym, we eat everything we're supposed to be doing. We just have that killer day where we're checking off all the boxes. You're doing everything you can do and being the best human you can be. And then other days, it's out the window, right? You eat something you're not supposed to. What, what, what a workout. I don't have time. You go to bed a little bit later. You argue with the ones you love and you just feel like a complete failure of the day. In the newborn photography world, you have a crying baby. The whole session goes to hell and you're just like questioning everything you've ever done, right? As human beings, I think we have a role to do a couple of things. To number one, be responsible for inspiring our own self and not relying on other people, other sources, social media partners to take the role of inspiring us because that's not their job. I say that all the time that when I come to New York, it it just always works. I don't even know how to say that. I'm born and raised in New York, right? And I'm adopted and people always say, where in New York? Like, like if you just tell them the specific street you were born, they can identify it. But it's not really that easy for me. I mean, I was born to have a straw, but I, you know, was in foster care and I was in an adoptive home and I've lived in Nanuet and I've lived in Spring Valley and my dad had an office in Rockland County and I went to school in, in, in Manhattan and I, I worked there and I lived there and, you know, that my parents have houses upstate and we have family throughout the whole, you know, tri-state area. And, you know, so it's like, for me, it's like, it's not just one place in New York. It's not just, you know, my mom was born and raised in Brooklyn. It's not just Manhattan or Brooklyn or Havistar or Rockland County or upstate or Albany. It's none of those places. It's just New York as a state is my birthplace. This is my home. It's where most of my family is. And it's where I feel the most peace and it's where I feel I get the most inspiration. You know, we all have a hometown. We all have a place that 
that we are birthplace. To some of you, your birthplace may be a comfortable place. It may be that place where when you land on that soil, you feel home. And for others, you may say, oh my God, I never want to go back to my hometown again. I've left and I never want to go back there. And I feel like there's not much in the middle. There's people that love being on their home soil and there's others that are like, I never want to go back. For me, it doesn't matter how tired I am. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is, whether it's really cold or really warm. When I'm in New York, it's my home and I feel the most at peace. Believe it or not, it's where I worry about other people the least. I'm actually probably less on social media here than I am at home in California where I live now, which is my home now. I definitely feel that when I'm in New York, I am the most inspired. This evening, my sister and I went over my mom's jewelry. My mom passed October 21st, 2022, and she loved jewelry. She loved getting jewelry from my dad and she loved buying herself jewelry and she has quite a collection. And so my sister was tasked with being here in New York. She's tasked with, you know, a lot of the duties when someone passes. And she had told me that she wanted me to go through the jewelry before she showed it to the rest of the family. And so she sent me photos and I sent it to each of my children so that they could pick family. And while I'm here in her home and we're going over the jewelry and I, there was a tennis bracelet I picked up and I said, I remember the exact moment sitting at the dining room table where my mom was just beaming with delight that my dad had given her this tennis bracelet. And she was, she just had so much joy in her face. Like, oh, I just love this bracelet your dad gave me because, you know, I'm so worth it. I remember she would say that I'm, I'm so worth this jewelry. And it's funny when I think back of her saying that, because as women, we tend to not say we're worth it, right? We tend to, we're always apologizing. We're always caring for other people. You know, we're the mothers, we're the caregivers. And so my mom was a big advocate for herself. You can call it selfish. You can call it driven. You can call it successful, or you can call it being appreciative and understanding her own self-worth. You can call it any way you want, but she would say, oh yeah, I'm just so worth it. And she had a, a long marriage and a husband who loved her and thought she was worth it as well. And there's nothing wrong with saying you're worth it, that you're worth worthy of a gift, that you're worthy of a career, that you're worthy of the money that you're getting. And so often we doubt our worthiness. We doubt what we should receive because that seems selfish, doesn't it? And so when I held that bracelet in my hand, it was flashed me back to, I don't even know how many years ago that he gave her this bracelet. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to have this. And I picked out pieces for each of my children, ones that they picked, but then I also picked out pieces for them as well. And I said to my sister, what are you going to do with all this jewelry? I I hope, I hope you're not going to give it away or sell it. She's like, no, no, I'm just going to you know, I want to give it to everybody we can in the family. And then I just want to hold on to it. I just want to keep it and put it away and pass it on generation to generation. 
And we were talking about the sentimentality of our children and are they all sentimental? And we think they all are. And do they all value legacy and visual history? And and we thought that they did because of how we've raised them. And, and, you know, I talk about my visual history, how important it is. And that's why I'm a photographer because, you know, photographers are visual historians. Our job is to capture the image. Yes, we're getting paid to do it, but not always. But our job and our legacy is to capture a moment in time. Why do we do this as a profession? We all have our reasons, right? I have my reasons. You have your reasons if you're a photographer listening to this. And we're very driven by these reasons. For me, I didn't come into an adopted family with photos. I just didn't. I wish I had. And so I've spent my life trying to create a visual legacy of my own life as well as my children. But not only that, I've tried to take the job seriously enough that when a client pays me, I know that the job that I'm doing for them is important. And I know that the photos that I'm capturing, whether my client truly appreciates them or not, whether they love the same image that I love or not, whether I get five likes on Facebook or not, who cares? I'm doing a job as a visual historian and it's an important job and somebody will value the work that I'm doing. I hope that I pass that legacy on to my children and that they understand that the life that they're living and the legacy that they leave behind and what we pass on to each generation is important. It's what makes our life what it is. And many people go on and don't have those things. I don't have jewelry from my biological mother, but as we're going through this jewelry of the woman who raised me and taught me to be the woman I am, my first thought is to pass it on to the other children. Some of you know that the necklace that I wear around my neck is my Mother's Day gift to myself every single year. Over 10 years ago, I told the children that on Mother's Day, I wanted a photo session with them. The rule was they couldn't complain. I would pick an outfit for them as they were little. And then as they got older, they would pick their own outfits. And now I don't pick their outfits. They wear what they want. But my Mother's Day present is a family session with my children. And they're not allowed to complain about it. And when we do the session, I then use the images for months and I make a necklace for myself. And I have a whole, you know, I have a ton of necklaces from every year that I've done them. And my thought was, oh, I'll just save all of these necklaces and they can fight over them later. But it's my gift to myself, thinking that I will then pass it on for them or for the generations after them. And so if you're a mother listening to this, you're constantly thinking about what you can pass on to your children, right? But many times it's in the lessons. It's in, oh, I need them to remember to pick up after themselves and to mind their manners in school and to treat others how they want to be treated. And you're trying to raise good humans, right? But then you're also trying to build a business, maybe, and trying to take care of yourself. And you're like, Anna, how am I supposed to build a business, learn a baby angle, how to wrap a baby? do whatever I need to do and teach my kids the sentimentality of life and legacies and build my own visual history and stay in shape and eat the right meals and drink eight glasses of water a day and fill in the blank, right? I'm not saying do all these things every day. Oh, and by the way, the topic of this podcast is to inspire yourself. So don't forget you have to inspire yourself. I'm not saying you need to do all these things every single day. And I think that's what happens. We get overwhelmed. And so we freeze and we don't do anything. And I hear this from photographers all the time. And I get overwhelmed with 
trying to build a business, trying to do art, trying to raise children, trying to take care of myself. And so I don't want to do anything. And so today I did nothing. And now I feel like a loser. And it's not just women. I hear it from guys too. Guys will say, you know, how do I compete? And how do I get inspired? And I feel like all the work has already been done already. And how can I do something new? Or people will come to me and go, Anna, I want to create the next big thing. I want to create the toothpick, right? I want to create something that everybody will buy. Or I want to create the most amazing viral video that everybody will see on TikTok. And everyone will know my name and everyone will know notice you know, the work that I do. And so I say to you, and then what? And then what? Because there's no definitive end to a success story, right? A TikTok video goes viral and then what? Do you remember all the TikTok videos that go viral? Do you remember all the people that won every photo competition for your whole career? Do you remember, sometimes you do, but many times we don't, right? So how do we inspire ourselves? You know, for me, I don't just run to New York every time I want to be inspired. Half the time I'll throw New York in the schedule and I won't even think about it. And then I'll look at my schedule and be like, oh my gosh, I have to take a red eye to New York and I'll, I have to do back-to-back newborn sessions. And oh my gosh, I have to go see my family. And oh my gosh, I'm going to be so tired and I'm going to be so jet lagged. And oh my gosh, it's going to be so cold. And then I got to, you know, fly back to California and fill in the blank. Or I can say, oh my gosh, I have such a busy week in New York and I get to spend some time with my family and see my dad and just soak it all in. As we were catching the little Lincoln Tunnel leaving out of Manhattan today, I was trying to take pictures with my phone because I was like, I didn't take any photos of the city. I don't need a photo of the city. Why did I even say that to myself? I have a million photos of the city. But for some reason, there I was taking photos of my phone as the the car was going through the tunnel wanting wanting what? I don't even know what. But I think all of these pieces, going through jewelry of my mother, talking to my sister, being in this state, doing what I love to do and marrying my purpose, spending time with family, thinking about my future and working on my legacy, whether it's five minutes here, two minutes there, one minute capturing a cell phone picture out the window of Manhattan skyline, all of these things are inspiring. All of these things get me going the next day. And so I say to you, inspire yourself. Yes, of course, I want you to listen to podcasts. You're listening to this one, me. And of course, go to the movies and read a book. But you don't have to do everything on social media. And you can unplug and you can turn off the phone and you can pick up a Vogue magazine and appreciate all the images that you see from some of the finest photographers in the world. And you can screenshot other people's work and you can wander and dream. But if there's anything I encourage you to do, it's write it down. Write down what inspires you. Write down what motivates you. Write down things that you want to do because the most successful people in the world will tell you, you need to write things down because writing helps you remember, helps you manifest, helps you do the things that you want to do because we think we're going to remember everything. 
And and that's part of me trying to capture those photos as I'm leaving Manhattan. Like, what if I forget what Manhattan looks like? What if I forget this moment in time? And I'm always writing notes on my phone about something my kids said or something I remembered or something I want to do. Or I'm always writing something in my notebook of, of some project I want to do. And I feel like, gosh, there's so much I want to do and I just don't have time. But I have to inspire myself because I work with a lot of newborns. And so to me, a baby in a basket is a baby in a basket is a baby in a basket. And I find myself getting so bored of my own work that if I don't inspire myself, how can I continue my career? Because when every client comes in, they have a fresh new baby and that basket that I just photographed yesterday or an hour ago that seems super boring to me is super exciting to them. That stroller that they saw on my Instagram, they've screenshot and they've saved it and they say, I can't wait till I get her studio so I can put a baby in that same stroller. To me as a photographer, I'm like, oh, the stroller again? And I have to catch myself and say, it's new to them. I had an assistant, Tiffany, for 10 years, and she would say that to me all the time. She would say, and it's new to them. And I'd say, oh, but I just used that prop yesterday. And she'd say, but it's new to them. They have a new baby. They're coming to you. Be inspired. Be motivated by the newness of that new baby, by the newness of the day. We're so quick to run out and buy the latest prop, the latest outfit, the latest car, the latest phone, because we want something new. We want to be inspired when many times everything we have is right in front of us our family or recycling clothes or repurposing baskets or, or redoing things is a way to motivate you or inspire you. If you're broke and you can't afford a new prop, look around your house, repaint some furniture, repurpose an old prop or take some clothing from an outfit that you're not going to wear and, and rip it up and make it for a baby wrap and inspire yourself and go, look at this. This shirt that I don't even use anymore. I can cut it up and use it as a wrap. I've done it with old sweaters that have shrunken or haven't worked really well. And I've ripped it up and cut it up and I've used it as a wrap. There was a time where I actually had a seamstress for, I think I had her for a couple of years and her whole job was to repurpose. She would up, we took, it was called upcycling and she would repurpose other outfits. And I bring in a hand-me-down bag of clothes And she would make outfits from these. I'm sure many of you that are in the industry have done that as well. Why do we do that? Why do we repurpose? Why do we upcycle? Why do we recycle? Why do we reuse? Because we're trying to take existing resources and not only inspire ourselves, but inspire the purpose of them and reuse them and protect it for the next generation and to do the work that we're supposed to do. Is that making sense? I know that I've went so many different directions in this podcast. I talk about, you know, that my, my home, New York gives me energy. It fuels my, my passion and my fire, but I, I love the home California that I'm in as well. And many times when I land on California soil after being in New York and I smell the air, I'm reminded how much I love being in California. And I love that I can be bi-coastal and my kids can go back and forth. Like it's, it's nothing. I love that we have that luxury understand that not everybody has that luxury in life. And I don't think you need to jump on a plane to be inspired or be bi-coastal. But if you're on a farm in Wichita, Kansas, you can go out on some property, take a tour, visit a place that you haven't been, you know, pick wildflowers, build, make a halo headband for your newborn and be inspired. 
There's so many different ways that we can inspire ourselves. My sister tonight talked about how she was hiking and she just stopped listening to this bird chirp and go from branch to branch. And she just stopped and listened to it. And that was inspiring for her. It had nothing to do with podcast, nothing to do with social media, nothing to do with a book she had read. It had everything to do with right there at that moment. And I think we're so wrapped up in social media and what people say about us and our posts and how many likes that we get and how many followers do we get when all of that at the end of the day, does it inspire you? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. But I I don't think that that's what drives my inspiration. I think what drives my inspiration is taking time out for family and taking time out to, you can work a lot, but spending time with family, going back to your roots, spending time alone, thinking about your purpose, the legacy you're leaving behind are all very inspiring things. And I think if I give you any message today is you're responsible for the life that you're living and you're responsible for inspiring yourself. Don't blame others. Don't blame it on competition. Don't blame it on people trying to undercut you or offer a product that's cheaper. Don't blame it on the economy. Don't blame it on anything else, but say, if you need to be inspired, I need to find a way to inspire myself. And maybe that means unplugging, or maybe that means plugging in, and maybe that means taking a walk, and maybe that means taking a day off, or maybe that means if you're a newborn photographer, booking three newborns so you can inspire yourself with new ideas. But don't allow someone else to dictate or require outside information to be inspired. I think inspiration can come everywhere. And so when people say, Anna, what inspires you? Who inspires you? I inspire me. My life inspires me. The fact that every single day I can make a choice that can alter the future of my life, that's inspiring. And hopefully this message will inspire you to look for ways to find how you can be the driving force in your own life and not rely on anybody else. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrant.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrantEducation.com.